Welcome back to another episode of the Philosophical Podcast. I am your host, Justin Kristen. I hope everybody is doing well. I am doing today's podcast on metabolism. It's probably one of the most buzzed words that I get as a fitness coach. And I'm sure anybody that works in an office setting or has friends has heard somebody say, my, my metabolism sucks, or how can I boost my metabolism? And I, when I was younger, I thought maybe the same thing, that the reason that I was gaining weight was my metabolism and my genetics, and that it was not fair that, you know, one of my best friends was in phenomenal shape, and I used metabolism as an excuse to why he was still somewhat athletic and in shape after high school, and I didn't look at my eating habits and all of the other factors that go into my weight management. So I think today's episode will be very useful for those of you who might be stuck in that mindset. And if nothing else, to not change your mind, but to give you an idea of what your metabolism actually is. And I do a very, I don't know if I want to say a good job, but I do a, 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 a I oversimplify it. Maybe some times to a point to where it's detrimental, but I hope that you take this as what it is and just gives you a brief overview of what your metabolism is and how it can affect you. And I think for starters, we need to define what the definition of your metabolism is. And the definition is the chemical processes that occur within a living organism in order to maintain life. So to break that down in my layman's terms is your body working for you to keep you alive. So for instance, when you're sleeping, your metabolism is not as high because you are at rest, you are chilling, your your heartbeat, um, your, your blood flow, your, your blood circulation, body temperature, everything is at rest so it doesn't have to work as hard. But your metabolism is still working during that time because it is still working for you to keep you alive, to keep your heart pumping, to keep your body temperature regulated. And to not overthink what your metabolism is, it's basically what that is, is your body's way of working for you to keep you alive. So the more you exert, the harder your body has to work. And for instance, an example is when you shiver, your body is working harder to keep you warm. So when you're shivering, you're actually burning more calories. Now that's not a weight loss strategy, but it is uh a fun fact that when you're shivering, your body is working harder because it's trying to keep your body temperature, your core temperature warm or, or in the correct range, I guess. So with the definition of a metabolism out of the way, I think what we next need to go into is how it's broken down into your total daily energy expenditure. So your metabolism and your total daily energy expenditure I don't want to say are interchangeable, but they're very, very close to where if we're talking just calories wise, your TDEE or your total daily energy expenditure and your metabolism are very, very closely aligned because your metabolism is using your body's energy to keep you alive. And that's also what your total daily energy expenditure is, is it's you burning calories throughout the day. So let's break down what your TDEE is made up. Of an, in about 60 to 70% of your total daily energy expenditure is going to come from your basal metabolic rate. So that's going to be digesting foods, regulating body temperature, breathing, 
blood circulation, how much muscle mass you have, your genetics, your age. There's all of these factors that go into it. So this is going to be the largest chunk and portion of your energy expenditure for the day. Now we'll revert back to this because this is where a lot of people are going to lean on and say, I just cannot control my metabolism and my metabolism sucks. So I'm destined to be overweight or I'm destined to be like this the rest of my life. And, and we'll revert back to that because there's ways that you can change your basal metabolic rate or that you can alter your basal metabolic rate over the course of time. So that's the largest chunk. Your basal metabolic rate is going to take up about 60 to 70% of your total daily energy. The next one, the, the next biggest chunk is going to be 15 to 20% is going to come from NEAT, which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. What that is is basically your movements throughout the day that's not intentional exercise. So if you park in a parking garage and you have to walk three blocks to work, that's burning calories because you're using, you're exerting energy to walk to work. Um, if you go for a swim with your kid, if you're if you're playing with your dog outside, throwing a frisbee, all of these things that include movement that is not intentional exercise. So somebody that's a construction worker, and this is maybe a fine line a little bit, but if you're a construction worker and you're up and down manholes all the time and you're exerting that energy, it's not intentional exercise. You're not going to the gym. You're not going to the basketball courts. You're not playing sand volleyball. You're doing things that are just part of your daily life. And that's going to take up the next biggest. So that's going to take up about 15 to 20% of your energy on average throughout your day. The next biggest, and, and this is maybe a tie, but um, the two next biggest or biggest chunks of the energy that's taken up is five to 10%, just depending on how hard, is going to be your intentional exercise. So that's going to be you going to the gym, you intentionally going to work out and exerting that energy. So most people think that if they exercise that they're going to burn way more calories and they're going to lose weight. And that's not always the case because that's a smaller portion or chunk of your total daily energy expenditure. And the reason being is because when you go to the gym, you're not going to be there for eight hours. You're going to be there for anywhere from 30 minutes to 60 minutes, roughly. And you're not constantly, unless you're running or doing cardio the whole time, you're not constantly burning. So if you're strength training, you obviously take uh, breaks between sets and about five to 10% of your total daily energy is going to come from intentional exercise. But your intentional exercise can also have an effect on your basal metabolic rate. And that's what we are going to touch back on here in just a second after I explain the last, the last bit of your total daily energy expenditure which is going to be the thermic effect of food. So that's the amount of calories that your body burns to digest the foods. So there's there's four macronutrients, but the three main ones that people know about are going to be fats, carbs, and proteins. Proteins are going to take the most energy, the most calories, the most metabolic response to break down in your body. And then you're going to have carbs and then fat. So proteins is anywhere from 20 to 30%. Carbs anywhere from five to ten percent, and fats anywhere from zero to five percent. And now, there's different factors that go into this. The higher the the more dense, nutrient dense that the foods are, the more that it's going to cost your body to break down. So I'm sure a lot of you have heard of celery being a negative food or negative calorie food. 
that's, I don't know if that's totally proven, but the reason that people think that is because the couple calories that are in calories, it takes more energy as you eat and digest that food because of the fiber content in the, the celery. It takes more energy to break down that food throughout your body and digest it than it does to actually consume it. But when somebody says celery is a negative food, it's not necessarily saying that if you go over on your calories and you just eat a couple stalks of celery that you're going to lose weight because that's just not how it works. Um, so yeah, proteins about 20 to 30%, carbs 5 to 10%, and then fats 0 to 5%. It all depends on the breakdown. So let's revert back to how intentional exercise can affect your metabolic rate. So your metabolic rate makes up that 60 to 70%. Remember, the metabolic rate is going to be genetics. It's going to be muscle mass. It's going to be age. It's going to be all of the things that maybe you don't have control over. But if your intentional exercise includes strength training to where you can build muscle over the course of time, what's going to end up happening is your basal metabolic rate is going to go up because your body works harder to supply nutrients to your muscles. So your intentional exercise may make up 5 to 10% on the daily, but over the course of time, you can use your intentional exercise as a way to boost your basal metabolic rate, which is going to help you every single day for the rest of your life, as long as you maintain that. So when you say that I don't have control over my basal metabolic rate, sure, there are some things that you don't have control over, but that's also a mindset that you want to be careful of because if you don't have control over your, your metabolic rate and you don't have control over how many calories you're burning, you might as well just not start or not do anything to help maintain your weight or if you have a weight loss goal. So switching that mindset to where, hey, I don't have control over this, so I'm just not going to do anything about it is, is a lose-lose situation. So think, even though you might not have control over it in the immediate, say I can at least take control of my life and if I have this weight management or if I want a weight loss goal or if I feel like my doctor tells me that I need to lose 30 pounds because I'm pre-diabetic, don't use that as an excuse to why you can't lose the weight. Because at the end of the day, it comes to energy in, energy out. So calories are energy, and your your metabolism is working to burn those calories to keep you alive. So don't use that as, a, as an excuse. Um, one of the most popular questions that I get to is, how can I boost my metabolism? And three of the three of the big ones are exercise, build muscle, and eat nutrient-dense foods. So with my approach when I come to my clients with how they should structure their diet is I don't want to tell them what to eat because everybody has different taste profiles. Everybody likes different foods. And, and ultimately, a diet should be made up of foods that you enjoy that you can sustain for long-term because when you yo-yo diet, it's it can it could damage your metabolism, but when you yo-yo diet, it's also a psychological game of drop 15 pounds, gain 30, and then think to yourself, I can never do this because my metabolism sucks, and la da 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 da. And then it comes into just not taking any action. So exercise, which I guess will help build muscle if you're doing strength training, and eating nutrient-dense foods, so fruits and vegetables, foods that are higher in higher in in fiber, and um, less simple sugars, so it takes more to actually break down those foods, but it's also going to help keep you full. And if you don't know where to start, I would just start with 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 something. So I would start with 
going to the gym once or twice a week or making it a point to eat more fruits and vegetables to, to try things out. But just to know that it's not one thing that's going to make you lose weight based on your metabolism. It's going to be your whole life, your whole structure, your whole picture of how many calories you're putting in your body and how many calories you're exerting. But there's no, unless you're hooked up to some sort of machine or get blood work, there's no way that you can definitely say that you are burning so many calories in a day. And even when it comes to tracking your food is if you're based on nutrition levels is there's a range that you're going to be in. in. So if you're tracking your, your calories and you don't know what your metabolism is, we can start with a number that's a very good guesstimate. And then we can see over the course of time, over to the first four to six weeks, how your progress is going. And if you continue to lose weight, then obviously you're 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 eating under your 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 calorie goal. So your metabolism is the amount of calories that you're burning throughout the day, and your food intake is the amount of energy that you're inputting into your body. So when you're inputting more calories into your body consistently over time, your body is storing that for later use as body fat. So then if an event happens later in your life and you go without food for three or four weeks or however it is, your body is going to start using its stored energy as calories. So that's how that works with, with body fat. Um, the last thing that I think that I want to talk about when it comes to metabolism is I kind of already touched on it, but the mindset behind it, and this is maybe not just directly correlated to metabolism. This is correlated to maybe anything in life, but if you if you just want to blame something that's out of your control, there's a lot of things that are out of our control. So our metabolism, which is, like I said, made up of, of genetics, various different factors. But if you want to use that as an excuse to not start something, that's your choice. But also know that there are things that you are able to control and there are things that you are able to push yourself towards because when we talk about motivation, motivation is not... For some people, yes, and, and I'm the same way too. It's like sometimes I can read something and I can say, dang, yeah, I want to be motivated. Or I can learn from somebody or I can watch Michael Jordan's you know, finals NBA and I can be motivated to go do something. But motivation, long-term sustained motivation comes from taking action. And, and when you take that action, getting those small rewards along the way. So for some people starting out, if you're 60 pounds overweight and you want to lose X amount of pounds, Sometimes that, that small motivation is seeing that, 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 that tip in the scale to where you're down five pounds. And it's like, man, I can do this. Yeah, and it's, a, it's a, that little reward. And then you keep going and you build that momentum by you doing something. And I'm, I'm just like everybody else. There's, there's things that I'm motivated about. There's things that I'm unmotivated about. And there's times where I'd rather just watch TV. And there's times where I'd rather just check out. And I wish that I was more, quote unquote, motivated to do things on the, the, the daily basis. But my mindset behind it all is knowing that if I'm not getting something done, then that's on me. That's on me to to push myself to to allow myself to have a winning chance. You know, I have to at least start the game. I have to at least play the game to have a chance to win. I can't just sit there and watch from the sidelines. And there's a chance that I lose. And that's the scary part. But being a sports guy and, and growing up on sports is sometimes you learn the most from your losses. And you know, if, if you're an undefeated team and you lose for one time, it's are you done playing for the rest of your life? Or do you learn from that? And do you, do you push to be better? And on the flip side is, if you're the Super Bowl champions, you know, are you just done for the rest of your career? Or do you push to see 
how much better you can be next year. And it's just a cycle that trust the process of of what you believe and, and give it time. A lot of people think that I've been dieting for one to two weeks and I've only lost three pounds. Well, first of all, that's actually a pretty good rate of weight loss. Second of all, what the heck is one to two weeks? Especially if you've had issues with food or, or, or weight gains for the last three years. What's one to two weeks? Because it's hard, because it takes intentional effort. And as humans, we have only so much capacity to think about different things or various things throughout the day. And sometimes our our general health and our weight and, and, and how we feel about ourselves kind of gets put to the wayside. So when we wake up in the morning, and I've, and I've been here, and I'm sometimes I still see it, but when I wake up in the morning and I see myself in the mirror and I'm like, man, I, I feel like I'm overweight. Maybe not so much now, but in the past. It's something that took up some brain space. And then once I found that rhythm, once I found that motivation within myself to keep doing it, I fell in love with it. And now it's just a, it's a way that I view exercise the same way that I view reading books, the same way that I view being a good dad is it's, it's, it's part of my life and it's part of something that makes me feel good. It makes me feel like a good human being because I'm challenging myself. And it's not every single day, every single minute of every single day, it's, it's over the course of time. It's I, I go in spurts. Sometimes I go seven days of perfect health. And then three days of like, eh, I'm not caring. Like this past weekend when I was tailgating for football, it's not so much my health is number one. But my overall health as far as my happiness and my fulfillment is overall. So going to those football games, tailgating and eating those foods plays into it. But I know over the course of time that I can't continue down that path and do that every single day and have that as an excuse as to why I want to eat like crap because life is also lived and, and given meaning through some challenges. And those challenges can harden you and those challenges challenges can make you stronger. And at the end of the day, whether it's physical strength or mental strength is, is being stronger is a good thing. And so continue to push yourself Look at yourself and see what it is that you want and give it an actual effort. And on the on the first time that you misstep, don't just quit. So if, if you're trying to lose weight and the first time that you overeat, you binge eat because you're at this party, don't just give up and don't beat yourself up the next day. The, the next day, just get back on track and just say, okay, I'm going to play this game today. It's a separate game. It's a new day. I'm going to do this. Learn from the past and learn from what might have triggered you to overeat or binge eat. But don't just give up because in the long run, it's going to be healthier for you. You're going to be happier. You're going to be more fulfilled. You're going to see that you're capable of doing it. Then that relates into other areas of your life. But ultimately, it's up to you to know where, where your happiness lies and, and, and how you will benefit from, from challenging yourself. And it might not be with nutrition and, 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 exer- and exercise. It could be with something else. But ultimately, challenge yourself and, and, and do it at the appropriate lengths and don't make your challenges too hard because then you're going to give up, but don't make them too easy because then it's no fun. Find that appropriate challenge. What's that one thing that you can do today that's appropriately hard. That's not going to make you quit, but that's not going to be too easy to where it's not fun. But how do you do that? How do you find that? And everybody's different. And and I feel like sometimes I'm on a, a good roll with it. And then other times I feel like that sometimes I set myself up to where it's too hard or it's too easy. That's where we're going to wrap this up. It's been a little bit longer than than normal. I hope everybody's having a great week and 
if you have any questions, if you if you want me to help you find maybe what your total daily energy expenditure is, send me an email. I'd be glad to help. It's justin at philosophical.com. Or you can visit the website www.philosophical.com and it'll also be in the show notes. But for now, we'll check in with you guys next time.